Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. The following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. Everybody, welcome back for another week. Um, right now, I'm actually recording this on Friday morning, 10:40 a.m. when it's supposed to be out Friday. But child, y'all, life be life, and I'm currently waiting for probably some of your favorite content creators slash. Uh, well, I'm going to be meeting some of your favorite content creators slash podcasters. Um, we're going to the Poconos this weekend. I don't know if you remember, but we did it last year. Um, me, Amanda, and Chelsea, DMV Dolls, we ride together. And I'm currently waiting on Amanda to come to my house. So I'm trying to, I'm going to do a really quick podcast because I do not want her to have to wait for me. Um, I'm so excited to see her and Chelsea. And then we'll be seeing Donnie, Kicks, Tom, Kendrick, and Noor. So I'm so excited to see all those beautiful people. Um, so this episode is either going to come out this evening or tomorrow. Um, I'm going to ask Steve Breezy to do it for me. I, can I just tell you, I just need to take a minute. In the time and age when people are more verbal, right? And they have a lot to say about their spouses and their husbands. And I may joke, you know, of course we joke on each other sometimes, but I will tell you, Corey Faison Sr. is truly an amazing man, husband, father, friend. He really is. Y'all just don't even know. Like he just really is. So I wanted to take a minute just to thank my hubby slash producer slash partner in life slash baby daddy. Um, He is uh, probably 
right now functioning as an emotional support human. <laughs> so I appreciate um, him for that. And sometimes we don't say it enough to our spouses that, hey, you know what? I appreciate you, how hard you work for this family and above that. You know, I used to work at a job where uh, uh, the manager would say, you don't get a pat on the back for 100%. Now, anything you do over, maybe. Not only does Corey do 100%, he does 200%. So I am just grateful to him. Um, and I'm grateful that we chose each other to be partners. Um, so let's get into this episode. This is like I said, it's going to be a fly by night episode, y'all. Fly by night. Can she really do it? Because y'all know I always be saying this. Yeah. So when I said life be life and y'all just say a prayer. So basically, my car, car issues. I mean, it's not an old car, but it's not a new, new. Like, you know, I had, so last year around the, in May, I had a, I had, Corey and I bought a 2018 Nissan Altima in 2018, brand new, blah, 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 blah. Um, I had it, loved it, and somebody hit me last year, so I had to get another car. So I got, Corey has an Armada, and I have, I got a 2017 Nissan Maxima, because I, I love Maximas. This is my third one. And um, driving, see smoke, and long story short, they're saying that it's engine failure. And the wild thing is my son's engine just went up in his car in California, so we are dealing with all of that trying to make sure he has a vehicle there and make sure that I have a vehicle here. And let me tell you, it kind of took me out for a minute, like, oh, so many things going on and now this. But, you know, like I said, Corey is always a calming force. And like he said, we always get through these things. When life happens, you know, hey, you just keep moving. But yes, yeah, so hence why Amanda is being the sweetheart she is and coming to pick me up because if I took Corey drives a work truck so if I took his truck to her house it would be there for the weekend and he would be just with his work truck that he has so I do thank God because there have been times in my life before just being transparent when we only had one car so it was like it want if when, when something did happen to that it's like where do you go from here so I, I'm having faith that everything is going to work out as it should be so but now let me get into this Episode, by the way, if you want to support haha, uh, the podcast, please click the subscription link that says here in the episode um, description. Also, your support, just downloading and listening and having conversations with me about this on Instagram. Y'all been in Instagram jail for comments. Y'all, I today is the first, like, so. Last week, I got a notice that I couldn't comment on anything. I could like stuff. I could post stuff. Couldn't comment until today. And then it says, like, you can't comment or you have the option to tell them why they were wrong. And I clicked on it. It would never let it. So one of y'all must have reported a comment. I try very hard now. <laughs> Wasn't always in the past. But to not blow up somebody's comment section and to really comment not to be spiteful, but to truly state my opinion if someone is posting something to, you know, like, um, without being disrespectful. So whoever, if one of y'all reported my comments, boo, you whore, like in Mean Girls, you suck. Okay, but anyway, so let's get into the things. Real quick, let's talk about Kim Zolciak Beerman and things, and, 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 and Corey Beerman, things are going haywire over there. So let's see. 
Kim Zosiak called 911. Child, these people use 911 like they, like their friends. Tells cops she feels unsafe and home with Corey Bierman in frantic 911 call. Kim Zosiak called the cops on her estranged husband, Corey Bierman, late last Thursday and told authorities that she felt unsafe in the home, TMZ reported. Wow. The former Real Housewives of Atlanta star can be heard on the 911 call telling an operator that the former Atlanta Falcons player took both of her cell phones and locked himself in the master bedroom so she couldn't leave the house. I have neither of them. He's kept them from me for hours. Do cell phones drive cars now? I mean, I know we need our phones. Hey, Uba. But I mean, if he just took the phone. Okay. Anyway. Uh, she said, I need to leave because I don't feel safe here. Zosiak 45 explained to the operator that she bought the second phone because Beerman 38 took her first one in November and left her scared. Y'all, she apologized for calling 911 over trivial stuff, but said the ongoing turmoil in her household is just exhausting. So she's calling 911 knowing that it's not 911 emergency, I guess, uh, Worthy is not, wouldn't be the word, but you know what I mean. But, but her house is in turmoil. I can see if she felt threatened, violated, and who knows, maybe she did. I'm, I'm going to say that, but for her to say out of her own mouth, it's trivial stuff. To me, it's like, okay, he didn't took yourself on that. Hey, maybe that's the only way she could get them back. But I just, Lord, speaking of, if you go on page six, Right before that, there, I mean, right after that article, there is an article. Croy Bierman barricades himself in bedroom, locks distressed Kim Zosiak out in shocking body cam footage. So it's from the officer's body cam. Kim Zosiak and Croy Bierman once again got into a petty, petty, page six is funny, petty disagreement that ended with police being called to their home to help mediate the situation. The Real Housewives of Atlanta alum 45 called 911 in late August to report that her estranged husband 38 had locked it. Wait a minute. But this is new. Okay, so oh, they're going back. They called it. She called in August to report he locked himself in their master bedroom, would not allow her to retrieve her belongings. So now we're back. Oh, and now they're doing it again in October. This is interesting because didn't she just petition the court to have her divorce dismissed because she said they still have a lot of sex? And Corey was like, even though we still have a lot of sex, I still want the divorce. And the judge is allowing the divorce to go forward, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a lot. Officers arrived at their Georgia mansion and can be heard asking Kim and body cam footage to not exacerbate the issue if they are able to get Beerman to open the bedroom door. I just want to sleep in my bed, responds the Don't Be Tardy alum, who appears makeup free with her hair tied up in a bun and wearing casual black outfit. Um, one of the officers then advises her that they should come up with some type of compromise while Beerman can be heard shouting unintelligibly from the behind the door. A cop tells the former Atlanta Falcons player, sir, if you continue down this road, it's not going to go well. You are now making me feel very uncomfortable and unsafe. Beerman replies, I didn't do anything to you. And claims that his safety is in jeopardy, suggesting that he is fearful that Kim will become combative once they leave. Wow. The former footballer has accused the former Bravo Leverty of being abusive in the past. I love how they keep giving them different, like naming all their different titles. Former Tardy for the Party alum. Former Bravo Lab. 
The footage shows the police getting Zosiak's things, including a comforter, phone, charger, medications, and neck cream from Bierman. Zosiak's spokesperson declined to comment, and Bierman's attorney did not immediately respond. Ciao. Enough. Enough, enough, enough. I and I just, a part of me wonders, like, are y'all doing this? Like, to try to get back on TV, but this is a bit too far involving the law, unless y'all just wanted a track record. I don't know. Moving on, um, speaking of delusional people, Luann Della says, my performance style is definitely more Beyonce than Taylor Swift. Amid a revamped Countess Cabaret tour, Luann Deliceps notes that her performance style is more akin to Beyonce's than Taylor Swift's, though the Bravo Liberty appreciates the talent of both superstars whose world tours have defined 2023. I think definitely I'm more Beyonce. We're more costumey. Deliceps tells Page Six's virtual reality T podcast. The Real Housewives of New York City alum acknowledged that her crowds are more intimate while Beyonce 42 and Swift 33 have sold out stadiums across the globe. Still, she says, a show's a show. Obviously, my theaters are more in the thousands and not in the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. But none, nonetheless, I put on a great show, Della Steps explains. She says, I work hard on my cabaret to make it a really great experience and a fun time and party. So whether you're performing for 1,000 people or 50,000 people, you're putting on a show. The chicks, uh, CSW, uh, I'm sorry. The chicks say la vie singer is proud that her concerts facilitate a sense of community among attendees, just like Beyonce and Swift, who've encouraged their fans to wear silver clothing and friendship bracelets when seeing them live at the Renaissance World Tour and Eris Tour, respectively. The reality TV personalities fans often don statement necklaces and nod to her early housewife style as a signal of their support for her and a desire to connect with fellow Countess enthusiasts. You know what? I know that's right, Luann. Do your thing. I said to Lulu, but you know what? She's right. Whether you're performing for a thousand or 50,000, you need to make it a great show. So shout out to you, Luann. Now let's get into real quick. I want to get into Salt Lake City. Seth and Meredith at dinner and the rumors. So Meredith never said what the rumors were. She just said she knew some rumors. And uh, that was that. Lisa Barlow, um, and I'm just going scene by scene, the notes I took. Lisa Barlow telling Meredith about being a Karen. That's what my notes say. So basically her and Meredith are bonding again. They're going to get their face done. And Lisa is laughing about telling Meredith how she went to tan and it was 30 minutes before they closed and they wouldn't let her in. And she started yelling because she had an event tomorrow, the next day and to let her tan. There's nothing funny about that. I imagine if I was one of the workers, there's a reason probably why you can't tan 30 minutes before close up. So maybe the workers aren't there so long after the doors have closed. I would bet money and say that maybe they have a sign there saying they can't. Um, I just feel like the, she thought she was Lisa Barlow, this TV star, and that she could show up 30 minutes before. And when they called her bluff and said, no, ma'am, she then went Karen style. It's not surprising and it's certainly not funny. But like I tweeted in her tagline, she does say she serves herself. So I didn't think it was funny at all. 
Um, Whitney and Monica meet up. I loved Monica in this scene because she straight up was cutting Whitney at every turn. Whitney was trying to do that housewives. What she thinks is housewives game. Like, you know, um, I'm sensing you are getting combative. And Monica's like, no, I'm just telling the truth. You know, not combative, but um, she said feeling, I forget the exact word, but basically was trying to tell Monica how she was feeling. And Monica was like, nah, I am telling you how I feel. And maybe you're not used to dealing with people like me. And I think that's exactly it. Whitney is trying to facilitate conversations, trying to be a Giselle, which we see through Giselle anyway, still, but it's not quite as clunky as Whitney. Giselle tries to get the party started and it's so inauthentic and inorganic, but she also doesn't include herself in the mess where Whitney will try to get the party started and then put herself in the mess. Two different things. So yeah. Um, Mind you, so she's telling Monica that she's tired of Meredith's toxicity and basically talking about people. If you go back and watch the scene where Meredith went over to Whitney's house, Whitney brought up rumors and then brought up the specific rumor about the blowjob for the jazz tickets. And she's doing this. And this year, she brought up Meredith talking about rumors, wanted Monica to take the bait. And then, do you know what those rumors are? We'll be back after a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. We know they're producing a reality TV show. So I would have rather seen Whitney go in there and been like, yo, Meredith is talking about is talking about some rumors that she heard about Angie. Angie's our friend. I don't really think that's cool. But girl, I also want to know what the rumors are. Do you know instead of make instead of trying to like Whitney, you are slow. If you think the audience don't see you now, I'll be honest, all of us don't gonna lead out there but we see you shout out to zell from who asked me podcast we see you we see what you're doing so that was so clumsy and clunky and monica took the opportunity i don't think monica took the bait or didn't know what she was doing i think monica knew exactly what she's doing come on housewives has been around long enough she was around jen shaw and lisa and all of them long enough so monica knew what she was doing took that bait Whitney and Justin, nope, next. Actually, rewind. When Justin said he was confused about where all that was coming from with Whitney, like, I'm confused. When Whitney was saying, it's going to go back to this again and that again. Justin, let me help you out with your confusion. Cameras are there. Next, intimacy. Angie and Sean have a 13-year-old daughter and haven't really had. Are they saying intimacy as in cuddling? What creates it? Because sex is not just intimacy. I assume they talking about, did or did they actually say sex? I thought they said, maybe I typed in intimacy in my notes. Either way, she's 13. I do feel like, I don't like to say people are using their children because I'm a mother and I would hate for somebody to say that, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I do believe that 
um, you're that invested that you have no time to give to your partner. Uh, moving on, because I don't really care for Angie anyway. Heather and her daughters, I hate bullying, um, which side note is what a lot of y'all are doing to side from Real Housewives of New York. Yep, I said it. The fact that y'all now digging up these old stories and using that as a reason to dislike her or saying, I knew I was right and not liking her, which let me go back because sometimes you do pick up on things about people, but y'all wasn't picking up nothing about Sai. Y'all liked her until all of this. So now y'all are taking rumors as gospel. That's what it is. You can say, oh, all these rumors are, I don't know about Sai. Y'all are taking rumors as gospel and making it seem like that's the reason that you don't like Sai. If y'all don't quit playing in the faces of the people. The stuff that y'all are saying about this woman that I've seen is insane. And I'm going to keep saying it when y'all are some of the same ones that love Ramona and want Dorinda off a of pause. Dorinda, who we see is still nasty when she was on Girls Trip last season or two seasons ago, whatever. So let's not. If you don't like the chick, don't like the chick. But to act as if, oh, yes, these are the reasons. I keep seeing this rumor floating that she's lying about how long she's been married. Now, again, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you will. Um, with your receipts. She said that her and her husband were together for 14 years, but married for um, however many years it was, and that her kids were at her wedding. So some people are saying, oh, she lied and said that she's been married since a certain year. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Didn't she say we've been together for that long, but their kids were at their wedding? And I mean, her marriage year is public record. So why would she lie about something like that? Like, I just think that that to me is like, okay, you're hearing what you want to hear to justify your dislike of her. When I'm, she's giving you reasons not to like her. Legit. I just happen to still like her. Um, and I want her to come back next season. I want all of the women from New York to come back next season. Honestly, I, I really do. But anyway, uh, Heather, I love her relationship with her daughters and how she picked up on the fact that she minimizes how she's treated and been treated and that her girls are doing the same thing. And I started one we, before she said it, when she said the girls are minimizing the bullying, I literally thought about how Heather would minimize how Jen Shaw treated her on the show. Right. She would do that in interviews. She would do that on the show. Not how Lisa Barlow treated her. Interesting. She didn't minimize that. She maximized that in seasons past but when it came to lisa she i mean to jen she minimized and i wonder if she did that maybe in her marriage or when she was a part of the church and her daughter saw that so but i'm so glad that they are communicating about this um lisa throw that party celebrate that money i get it and i'm with lisa on this she said lisa said not confessional we both like things or something but her taste her, hers are more expensive Lisa, it's okay to celebrate your money. To me, it's, it's when you think that you're better than someone because you may have more money is when it's an issue. Listen, Monica, you looked good in that all white at the show. I didn't need to know that it was Zara and Steve Matter unless, so like to use that against Lisa is like, to me, that was corny. Like I'm t I, I don't need this. Don't come on here trying to shame somebody because of their wealth. Lisa can be obnoxious. But come on, 
I, I just feel like it's it's a lot. And I'm t- I do not want to hear housewives telling other housewives how obnoxious they are about their money. Side note for the people that agree with me that you want to see your housewives with wealth and you want to see them in this. I hope none of y'all are the same ones that were so mad when production displayed the cost of crystals Hermes bag seasons ago when Kyle was to the house. Okay. Cause I, y'all had a problem with the way crystal um, with uh, some of the money she spent. Cause I remember the discourse, but anyways, I hope y'all, no, 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 y'all are not any of the same ones. I know that for sure. Um, Lisa and her finger in Monica's face when she was like, I put my fingers wherever they want. Girl, that'll get you tripped up. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. I'm going to give brief thoughts on the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion. I need someone to keep their foot on Tamra's neck. All that hollering she gets to doing and all that to distract. She's been calling lies. I know Carlos King made a tweet that basically Tamra revitalized the show. I don't know. I, I just, definitely think there's a way to get the party started and to see her doing it and be and seeing her caught in lies I think that's the thing too it's like girl you don't even own your stuff or every time she does there's a reason behind it never just an I'm sorry she did come after Heather they all were and Emily shut up girl I'm sticking you I've been sticking you since you walked on the screen the first day tired of you Gina that's right Keep your foot in Shannon's behind, girl. All right, y'all. I love y'all so much. I'm sorry this episode was so quick, but again, I started recording kind of late. I should have done it earlier. Um, I love y'all so much. I'm about to go have a weekend where hopefully issues are solved with um, my car situation, but also um, it's a stress reliever and a good time is had by all. I love y'all so much. Thank you for always supporting your girl. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.